proclaiming the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, preparing a people for the kingdom of heaven, preserving a posterity for the glory of God. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Key of David podcast. It's being brought to you by the Watchman of the Wall Ministries. I'm your host, Charles, and I thank you for tuning in. Thank you for choosing to stream this podcast, download it, whatever means and ways to connect to this podcast I thank you for doing so I am praying and hoping and believing by faith that what you hear in the next few minutes will bless you edify you, strengthen you give you the ability to stand in this evil day it is our desire here on Key of David and Watchmen of the Wall Ministries that we give you something that will give you the ability to stand when the rest of the world is being shaken, to be able to give God the praise, to keep your faith, to stand strong in these evil days because the enemy is out to kill, steal, and destroy. But we here on this podcast believe that by the word of God, by the spirit of God, by the preaching and teaching of the word, and by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, God is going to equip you and give you the absolute power to stand when no one else can stand to, to be true to God to keep your faith so thank you for listening in and if you will believe with me you will be blessed you will be exalted you will be changed you will be exhorted you will be transformed by the word of God in the next few minutes now while I'm welcoming you I want to welcome to the podcast my brother and minister in arms Scott, Scott, say hello to everyone. Hello again, everyone listening to the podcast. It's great to be here once again, and I'm just ready, expecting for the Lord to speak. He promised he would. He promised he'd be with us, Charles. So I'm not worried about that. I'm excited about what God's going to say. I'm like you. Whatever's coming down the pike to this podcast has been prayerfully asked for and researched. And it's going to help us. It's going to encourage us. So I'm excited to be here today and be with you. How are you doing today, sir? I'm wonderful. I thank God for the strength in my body. I thank God for the happiness and joy that he's placed in my soul. I thank God for the privilege and honor it is to speak on his behalf, to stand in the gap for my brothers and sisters. I believe with all of my heart that this is what God has called me to do. Is to be uh, a go-between, to give them the word of God. I'm not saying I'm a prophet by no means. I'm not saying that I am uh, someone like Moses that stood between heaven and earth for the Israelites. But I do believe that God has called me to use my talents, gifts, and abilities to reach out to my brothers and sisters, to give them something they can build their lives upon, encourage them so i'm doing good in the lord i just thank god for using me scott i always want to start these podcasts out with two things prayer and the word of god now if you will permit me i'm going to read the word of god and then we'll go in prayer but the scripture that was laid on my heart prior to starting this podcast was colossians chapter 1 Starting in verse 10, it says that ye may walk worthy of the Lord and to all pleasing, 
being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, and whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Scott, that should encourage us that not only is it my desire, but it's God's desire that we be edified and transformed and made into the image of Jesus Christ. God wants your joy to be full, listener. He wants your peace to be passing all understanding. He wants you to be able to strengthen your brothers and sisters. Jesus said in his word that he had made you more than conquerors. So you're not only to survive, but you are to thrive in these days and be a well of living water springing up into everlasting life, giving drink to those around you, that your cup would run over and that you would be a blessing to others as well as a blessing to God. So that scripture that I just read, should it should encourage you. It should inform you. And I, I, I challenge you, go back and read Colossians chapter 1 especially verses 10 through 15, and see what Paul said to the church in Colossia, that he desired to have them realize exactly what God has done for them and who they are in Christ Jesus. And I challenge you, listener, realize who you are and what God has done for you and be victorious. The enemy is powerless unless you give him power. The enemy has no hold over you unless you relinquish that hold to him. And you have all power in heaven and earth. You have all authority by the name of Jesus, and we are to live in victory. So thank God for his word, and I wanted to start this podcast off with that word. Now, Scott, I know you have a list of names that we bring up to God every week. We have added some. We've taken some off as God has led as the answer has came. But I want you to read that list off and pray over them. And I want to encourage you, listener, if you have a need, if you have listened to this podcast more than once, or if you are the first-time listener today, we have a list of names that we call out before God. We believe that if we join our faith with yours, that if we have one or two, you know, it says we're two or more gathered, and where they ask anything in the name of Jesus, it shall be done. So we take God at his word here on this podcast. And we're believing that when we call these names out on this list, that God hears and God moves. And if you would like your name to be added to this list, please let us know. We would be glad to do so. And you can do that through our email address. The email address will be in the show notes of this podcast. But it's also, I, I will also go ahead and give it to you if you would like to write it down. But it's simply key underscore David underscore ministries at yahoo.com. So if you would reach out to us and say, add my name to the list. You can be as specific about your need as you want to. Or you can just tell us 
to believe with you. God knows the need, and we will join our faith with yours and pray that God will move on your situation. Now, Scott, if you would read those names off and then say a prayer then before we get into today's material. Amen. I will definitely do it. Well, we're going to read off these names. We're going to pray for them, and then we're going to pray for you, the listeners listening to this podcast, because God knows what you're going through as well. He's uh, omnipotent, as they say, omnipresent. He, he knows what's going on. And I, I just feel like, Charles, today, you might call me crazy, but I feel like today somebody's going to li be listening because we're in the future recording. We know that. We're in the future recording this, and when you get to hear it, it'll be past for us. But it doesn't matter to the Lord because he is all present all the time. He's not bound by time and space. <coughs> so we're going to be praying for you. He knows what you're going through. And I feel like somebody's going to be listening. They're, they're really battling the fact that would God do it for me? I don't think they're battling so much as he able. I believe the folks, Charles, that are listening to us believe that God is able to do anything. The big battle is will he do it for you? Would he do it for you? And, and I want to encourage you today, before we begin to pray, listener, that he will do it for you. He's not a respecter of persons. He loves you, and he will do it if you will just trust him and continue to reach out to him and don't give up. He can and will do these things, just like, just like Jairus. Maybe you're in the position of Jairus when he was praying for his daughter, and he, and he believed God. He'd heard that Jesus could raise people from the dead. So he knew that he could do it, but would he do it for him? Help thou my unbelief, he said. So I want you to be encouraged right now that he does love you. It's very simple. He does love you. He does care. He can and will do it for you. Just trust him and be patient and wait upon him. He will do it. So we're going to pray for you as well. Let me call out these names. We're praying here for Greg, for Michelle, for Angie for Melissa, for Chris, for Amanda, for Annabelle, for Trey, for Fodell, Tina, Joe, Landon, Jerry, Rhonda, Scott, Grace, Matthew, Wyatt, Jessica, Catherine, Dante, Maggie, and Billy. We're praying for every one of you. God knows the need. Charles, there's all manner of needs, different different variations of needs that are on that list, physical, spiritual, mental, all are possible under the power of God. All, all the problems on that list, he is able to solve, and I've seen him solve them before. So take my word as a witness, and Charles has too. He's seen him do the miraculous. Take our word as a witness God is not a respecter of persons, no matter what's been in your past, no matter what mistake you've made, no matter how many times you've failed, doesn't matter how dirty that you think you've been, Jesus is in the business of lifting up those. He left 99 to go after the one. Hallelujah, he'll go after you if you'll trust him. Father, we thank you today for the fact that we can come into your presence, Jesus. We no longer have to wait upon a high priest and a bull and a pigeon and a turtle dove anymore to get our petitions before your throne. We can humbly 
come before your presence right now. Thanks to Jesus, all glory, all praise to Jesus for what he has done and is doing. <clears throat> Right now, our great high priest, we can come into your presence and make our petitions known. I call these names out before you right now. Nothing is impossible with you. And Lord, you said have faith in God, and we can call mountains to be removed and cast into the sea. And Lord, upon that word, I stand, and I pray for each one of these needs, physical, spiritual, mental, financial. Nothing is impossible with you <laughs> at the beginning of your move, Lord. You can change everything in a moment, in a twinkling of a moment, you can change. So I pray for these people that you will touch them, whatever physical need, financial, spiritual, whatever they're going through, you can meet that need. I've seen you do it before. I know you'll do it again. And I pray for the listener that whoever's listening right now, that the presence of the Lord would come upon them and touch them and let them know that they are not alone and that they are loved. The enemy might have been lying to them, telling them that they're by themselves, fighting the fight alone on their own. I'm standing against that, and Charles is standing against that in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we ask that your presence wrap around them and give them the biggest hug. I know this sounds crazy, but give them the biggest hug in the spiritual realm that they've ever had. Let them know that they're loved and encouraged in the name of Jesus. God, I love you that you're that kind of God, that you're wonderful, merciful, forgiving, patient. And God, you will touch the listener as well. Lord, I pray that you touch Charles, that you will use his mouth right now as an oracle for you, that you'll speak through him and touch the people, Lord. We give you praise. We thank you for the honor and the privilege to stand on this podcast one more time. We thank you for that, Lord. We count it an honor. We are humbled by it. And we give you the praise today for everything that's going to be done in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Scott, for praying. I believe with Scott that God has heard and God will move on every situation that was mentioned. And listener, if you will believe, all things are awkward. Now, Scott, we have been on a series for the last 13 weeks called the Faith Series. And this series is dealing with the fact that before the end comes, the only thing that will sustain the believer in the end days, in the last day, we believe, is their faith. The Bible declares that the just shall live by faith. And we here at Key of David and Watchmen of the Wall Ministries believe that the Lord has spoke to us and impressed us in our hearts to, to uh, warn the believer, to to give them the necessary tools and equipment that they're going to need in these last days. I believe with all of my heart, Scott, that we are standing at the time, at the precipice of the time when the Lord will return. But we know before the Lord returns that there will be a great falling away. The Bible says, and Paul he warned us in the scripture that there would be a time come in the last days when many will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, troubles, trials, and tribulations would choke out the word and it would become unfruitful. The times would get so hard that standing for God would become such a difficult thing to do that many people will leave 
They will give up on God. They will say that it's just too hard. I can't make it. Their faith will fail them, and they will go back to the world and the things of this world. And we believe here at Key of David that God wants us to endeavor to do all that we can to prepare the listener, pre prepare our believers, prepare our brothers and sisters to stand strong in these last days to increase their faith, to get themselves to a place where they won't give up, where they'll hang on, where they'll not let the enemy steal, kill, and destroy the faith that's alive in their lives. And, Scott, I believe with all of my heart that if we seek God's face as never before, if we give God our full attention, if we obey his word, if we seek him, get in his presence, that according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there will be an impartation of faith, a gift of faith that will be deposited into our spirit that will give us the ability to stand in these last days, to not give up, to not fall to the enemy's seduction, persuasion, temptation, the things that are going on in this earth. The Bible declares that in the last days, perilous times will come and many will give heed, fall away, depart and listener i'm i'm concerned about your soul scott is concerned about your soul to, to be completely honest we're concerned about our own souls mm. we what we can to make sure that our faith is strong and that we don't end up in a place where our faith would fail us in these last days so for the last 13 weeks we've been speaking on the subject of faith and specifically, building yourself a storehouse of faith. Now, Scott, I believe with all of my heart that we are able to take the faith that God daily gives us and promises us and invest it back into his kingdom and build for us a storehouse of faith that will give us the ability to stand when the rest of the world is given up. Amen. How, how do you feel about that? Well, I love that. I thought that was just amazing and, and straight to the point in a nutshell <clears throat> and and I, I especially love what you said about impartation because what we're telling these people to do in and essentially building the storehouse of faith we, we've been going I don't know how far you want to go into recounting but we've been telling them about prayer and reading <clears throat> excuse me and fasting and and I I think we need to constantly remind the folks I need reminding. Uh, we need to constantly remind these people that we're not just telling them just to pray. We're not telling them just to read or, or just to push a plate back. And that's all there is to it. But we're trying to get these people to realize each time that you go into your prayer closet, each time that you open the Bible and begin to read and focus, not, not half-heartedly read or not read while Netflix is playing, <laughs> but but reading and focusing on what you're reading, there is an impartation there. There there is a transference, if I can use these words. Sometimes we don't even realize it that the transfer is occurring. You might read the Bible tomorrow and and say, "Well, I don't, I don't feel different." Don't go by that. There is a transference each time you read that word, each time you pray to the Lord, each time you push a plate back, and it's building brick by brick each time you go that storehouse of faith your inner man's being energized 
you're you're stronger and you don't realize it just yet but as you do it more and more and more you will begin to feel the change in your mind and in your soul and and i i just love that when you said that that what we're telling these people to do will work it will make a difference it will make you stronger and yes the storm is is on its way if not here and we need to be preparing so i love what you said sir Scott, I absolutely love what you said, that we are endeavoring and trying on this podcast to give them what they need. Now, you said it's not only about reading, it's not only about praying, that we're not saying that it's as simple as memorizing scriptures and praying the same prayer every day and, like you said, pushing a plate back. But what we've been given for the last few weeks and and we're and we what we've been doing it's, it's 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 stepping stones. Mm-hmm. We're building a ladder or a staircase, and what God said, Jesus said it this way to the church of Ephesus in Revelation. He said, "Repent and do the first works again." Now, Scott, when you start out on a journey, you don't start out with the hardest step first. You start out with the easy step and build your strength up and get to a place where you can do the harder feats. Now, that's what we've been saying. The steps that we've been giving our listeners to build a storehouse of faith, they may sound simple at first. You're like, well, you said to read my Bible, Charles. You said to pray. You said to fast. You said to journal. I've been doing all these things already, so I'm already prepared for what lies ahead. Now, like you said, Scott, these are stepping stones. And if you've been doing them, thank God you have listeners. If you haven't, I hope you incorporate those into your daily walk with God. Reading your Bible, praying every day, fasting, seeking God's face, journaling and writing down the things that God tells you in your special spiritual time and devotional time with Him. But as you begin to do these things, you will be challenged by the Holy Spirit to come up higher. Mm-hmm. God, that's exactly what you meant by transference. That when you begin to spend time in God's word, when you begin to spend time in prayer, when someone begins to fast and to de- deny their flesh those things that it needs to sustain life, and we actually start focusing on our spiritual well-being more and writing down those things that God tells us, and reminding ourselves like David did of the good things of God, that what happens is you build a relationship, Scott, where the Spirit invites you to come up higher. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we're saying on this podcast. Yes, we've been taking a very long time. We're on part eight of building a storehouse of faith. And you may think to yourself, well, how much more do you need to tell me, Scott and Charles? (laughs) Before I've got a storehouse of faith. What we're trying to do is show you what we've been shown. We're all on this journey together, Scott. Some of us may be a little farther along than others. But we're all on the same journey. And that's to make heaven our home. And as we do so, we walk toward heaven. The Holy Spirit challenges us to come up higher. Now, yes, there are going to be those out there that have a mediocre nonchalant, not really worried, 
relationship with God. And just like the, the parable of the sower and the seed, when the hard times come, they will not survive. But if you heed the call of the Holy Spirit, when you begin to read your Bible, when you begin to pray, when you begin to fast, when you begin to do these simple steps and you begin to feel the prick of the Holy Spirit in your heart saying, come up higher, come in, come in deeper with me, and you answer that call, then you're going to find that the deep, that, you know, there are deep places with God. Now, Scott, we were warned in Revelation that there are deep places with Satan. There are depths of Satan. And to combat the depths of Satan, we need the depths of God. We need to go in closer, go in high, come up higher, go in deeper with God than ever before. And that's what this series is all about. It's challenging the believer to go up higher, come in deeper than ever before with God. And you do that with these simple steps. But as you do these simple steps, you will find the Holy Spirit begins to woo you, beckon, mm -hmm. draw you closer to him and things that you did not realize that were in the way. Obstacles, distractions that were in the way of you getting up higher and coming in closer with God, he will begin to reveal to you. And that's what this particular podcast is all about. We started last week, Scott, talking about distractions that the enemy will throw against you when you when he sees someone who has made a conscious intentional serious decision to follow God and to come up higher and to begin to build this storehouse of faith the enemy automatically attacks with distractions to stop that person from going forward you know in the reading time the enemy will distract them with problems with trials with tribulations with people you know the enemy's not above using your own family members to call you away from your time with god we here on this podcast have warned you we have urged you you must guard your time with god absolutely endeavor to keep your time with god precious to you do not let the enemy steal your time away from the word. Do not let the enemy steal your time away from prayer. Do not let the enemy steal your time away from the pursuit of God. And that's exactly what the distractions of the enemy are designed to do, Scott. They're designed to stop you from pursuing God. And that's what this is all about. You build a storehouse of faith by pursuing the spirit and the presence of God. And like you said earlier, once a believer does that and begins this journey of pursuing God and building that storehouse of faith, there is an impartation that takes place of a special anointed faith of God that is deposited into that spirit that of that person who's seeking God. There is a powerful anointed faith that is deposited into the heart of the believer who has made up their mind that they're going to go up higher they're going to come in deeper with God and Scott when the enemy sees someone with that determination 
he will do whatever he can to distract that person from reaching that goal. And that's what we talked about last week. Amen. Amen. Um, I can speak. I can testify from personal experience that this works. Charles, we have been going on a, uh, Bible year plan. It's like 314 days, you and I together. I'll, I'll let the listener in on this. We've been doing this. It's a 314 day plan. I think we're 51 or 52, something like that, 51 or 52 days in now. And, and I can truthfully tell you that from, from that reading that we've been doing, it's a few scriptures, it's a few chapters every day. And from that reading, now 52 days in, I yeah. can feel the difference in my faith level, if, if I would have encountered some of the things that I encountered 52 days earlier, not, not giving the time to study like I've studied, I, I'm not quite sure I would have came through that trial the way, the way that I did. I can feel the increase of, of faith. There's an impartation there when, when you wonder, because it's a lot to do with, will, will, would God do something like this for me? And then you turn around in the word and you see the precedent that he has done it for someone before. I don't know about you, but my faith level goes out the roof because if he's done it once, he'll do it again and he'll do it for me because he's no respecter of persons. So these people that are going to do these steps, I can I can personally guarantee that there will be change in you, that growth will happen that strength will occur because it's happened for me. And he does not love me more than he loves you. The listener, he will do the same for you if they will follow these steps. And, and I will say this, you're talking about the distractions. We've lost the understanding. Preachers don't preach it like they used to anymore. We've lost the understanding that anytime you're going to build a spiritual something for Jesus, we're, we're talking about a storehouse in this instance, but if you're going to build in the spiritual realm, anything for Jesus, you must expect your Sanballat and Tobiah to come in. He is going to try just like he did Nehemiah. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. We mentioned last week on the last podcast that when Nehemiah was given the mandate from God to go back and rebuild Jerusalem, that the devil sent outside forces to stop Nehemiah from doing what God had given him to do. And you mentioned Sambaya and uh, you know Sambala and Tobiah; those are the names of two men who, when they saw the determination of Jerusalem to rebuild the walls in the city, they tried to stop Nehemiah. Now, I don't know if they knew uh, with awareness that they were being instruments of the enemy or not, but Scott, they were being used by the devil to distract Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. And- children of Israel from finishing the rebuilding and that's exactly what's going to happen in our listeners lives when they listen to this podcast and they decide that what's going to happen in the future takes an extreme amount of faith and I want to stand in these last days and I want to make sure that I finish my race and that I find you know I reach the prize and I make it to heaven so I'm going to begin to build myself a storehouse of faith. There will be obstacles. There will be distractions launched against them from the enemy. Now, Scott, I hope and pray that they have the spiritual eyes and ears to see 
the distractions that are launched against them. Because, Scott, we not only talked about the distractions that come from the outside in from the enemy, but today I wanted to focus on the distractions that come from the inside going out from our own flesh. Because, Scott, we have an enemy which is called Satan. But the Bible says we overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Satan is your enemy, but he is not as tough of an adversary as your own flesh is. Amen. I say that for emphasis because I want you to hear me with your good ear listener. Yes, the devil is an enemy. Yes, the devil has tricks. He has parlor tricks and trades and everything that he will use to stop you from going forward in God. But if you resist the devil, the Bible says he will flee from you. There is an enemy greater than Satan that you combat, that you fight against, that you have to overcome in your steps and in your uh, in your pursuit of a storehouse of faith, in your pursuit of that impartation of faith, it is the distractions that will arise from your own flesh. And what I mean by that, Scott, it says that we are enticed and led away by the lust of our own flesh. Mm-hmm. That the things that the flesh wants. And when I say flesh, I'm, I am talking about this crude organic matter on our bones and on our, on our body that the flesh, it will ask you to feed it at a certain time. When you get thirsty, you drink water. When you get hungry, you eat food. When you get tired, you go to bed. And the flesh will drive you to meet its needs. But when the Bible talks about flesh, Scott, it's not only talking about this crude matter that we are formed of. It's also talking about our wants, needs, and desires, our own mind, our own emotions. And let's remind ourselves, a distraction is anything that keeps our full attention from the pursuit of God. So, Scott, we allow a lot of things into our lives that have distracted us from pursuing God. And because we're so alert to the enemy and the outside attacks, we might not be aware or paying attention to the own the own attacks that we get from our own flesh, from our own lusts, from our own desires, wants, and needs that are leading us away from God and not helping us pursue God. You know, the Bible says in Romans 8, Scott, that the flesh is an enemy of God. Mm -hmm. The flesh can't please God. It has nothing to do with God. It don't want the things of God. And Scott, the person that's listening to me right now must realize they are a, when they are born again, they are a triune being. They have a body, soul, and a spirit. And because they have a body and soul, there is a flesh man or a flesh woman. The emotions, the desires, the wants, that sin nature will attempt to lead them away from God and from pursuing that God and building that storehouse of faith. Amen. Amen. I think you can't put it no better than that. I, I, I'll, I'm going to let you begin the introduction of this, but I will say 
that I think we, we talked about the outside distractions trying to come in, the ludicrous, the audacious, the out of this world craziness from from without that Satan will try to bring to distract you. We, we mentioned that last podcast. Go back and listen if you didn't hear that one. And those things are laughable and funny in themselves. But I will say this, this, this particular phase of distractions, it, it takes the Lord and, and help me help me explain this. I, I think it takes the Lord turning on a light switch yes. in, in our in our mind, flicking our eyes open supernaturally, if you will. We're not going to be able to see these distractions in and of ourself, it takes a sensitivity. And I, and I think the people are going to be shocked. I think some of them are even going to be offended <laughs> at some of these things because they, they think it's okay when in reality, the Lord is trying to speak to them to say, this is a distraction. This is separate. This is keeping you and I separated. This is keeping you from coming up higher to me. And we don't realize it. So this is the one of the most subtle and most dangerous phase of distractions, if I can put it this way. Help me explain that. You probably say it better than I can. Well, Scott, I, I will allow the Bible to speak for us because when you're talking about your own flesh and your own self, your own identity, you know what Jesus told, he, he told the disciples, he said, if anyone would come after me, they must first what? Deny themselves. Pick up their cross and follow me. Now, most people can't get past that denying themselves. Mm, yeah. In order to deny yourself, you have to you have to make sure and allow and confirm that God's wants, God's needs, God's desires supersede your own. Now there are a lot of humanistic doctrines out there and gospel that's being preached right now scott that declares that god is here to make us happy and to fulfill all of our wants needs and desires and they will even quote scriptures from the bible to suit their own destruction they'll quote one like well god said if i delight in the lord he'll give me the desires of my heart so there your motive is not to get closer to god their motive is to get more stuff from God. Yep. Now, I've said it this way, and I can say it again. You know, one of the, the most dangerous things that is happening in the body of Christ today is instead of the people of God seeking God's face, they're seeking God's hand. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is they're not looking for God and who he is and a close relationship with him and to get to know him in a more intimate fashion, they're trying to get more stuff from him, more blessings from him, more favor from him. And all these things are a part of walking with God. There is blessings in obedience. There is favor in obedience with God. But when that's your motive, you know, when someone says, I tithe because the Bible says, I will get back pressed down, shaking together, running over in good measure. I want them to test their motive. Are they tithing because it's coming from their heart? Or are they looking for the blessing that comes from tithing? <laughs> There's a difference in giving God what belongs to him and giving God what you want him to have because 
you are promised a bigger check, a bigger bank book, a bigger house, a bigger, you know, a nicer car to drive. If that's your motivation, if your desire is to get more things from God, you've missed the point of obedience entirely. The Bible says to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That means whatever he wants in your life, whatever he desires, whatever he wants to see take place in your life, whatever he wants to bring to pass in your life, it may not always line up with what you want. What God wants for your life might might not always line up with what you want from God. His desire for your life might not equal what your desire from him is. But you should be in a place, your maturity with God should get to a place where your wants, needs, and desires are superseded by his. And if God wants to take you somewhere where the flesh will be uncomfortable, take you somewhere (laughs) to be happy, but there's joy in the Lord, but you might not be happy in the flesh. Your desire for God's will should be above your own. Scott, that's where the true faith of God begins to be imparted. In mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're, you're giving me the picture. I, this is going to be harsh, but, but I'm saying it low. But you're giving me the picture when you're talking that way of Paul and Silas. And believe it or not, the will of God for Paul and Silas at that time was to be beat and to be put in prison. Now, how many people out there that are praying, Lord, not my will. I hope it ain't lip service, not my will, but yours be done. And the Lord says, okay, I'd like for you to be in jail here. I've got a mission. That's not going to feel good. Paul and Silas didn't feel good. They were beaten. They were flogged. So they were hurting, probably bleeding a little bit and, and feeling the smarts from getting beat up for their faith and what they were doing and they were sitting in prison. But here's where an illustration Charles is trying to say comes into being. They, they didn't let their surrounding dictate or distract what they were focused on doing. So they began to sing and they began to praise God while they're in prison, bound up and beat up. They begin to sing and they sing so good and they sing so much from the heart that an earthquake comes from all that and sets every prison cell door open. The whole point of that, God's will, was that Paul and Silas be in that prison cell and be in that particular point to get to the jailer and his family so that they could be saved. That was the only way they were going to get that invitation. So they didn't allow distractions or or their wants to get in the way. They followed the leading of the Lord, sometimes that's not going to feel good. Shockingly said, Charles, would you agree with that? Absolutely, Scott. Now, we've been sitting here talking about the spiritual and the, you know, the high and lifted up words. And a lot of people listening to us might agree, but let's bring it down to brass tacks. (laughs) But I have found that if we don't put them in everyday terms, if we don't speak to the church in layman's terms and everyday language, they miss the point entirely. Mm. A lot of times a preacher gets up, he will preach in such a King James language that 
he will get all kinds of amens from his congregation. But the minute they leave, the enemy comes by and plucks it right out of their eyes, right you know, right out of their head. They have already forgotten before they get home or before they even get to the restaurant where they're going to eat after church. They've already forgot what he said. Scott, I want us to talk plain and simple about distractions that we allow in our own lives. All right. Now, like we said earlier, the enemy will bring in distractions from the outside. But the more dangerous distractions are those that we allow from our inside to come out. The things that we want to do besides spending time in God's word. Scott, I don't know about you, but the minute that I decide that it's, I've got a set time to go and read the word of God, or I've got a set time that I want to spend time in prayer with God, not only do I have to contend with the outside attacks of the enemy and all the distractions that the enemy would send my way, but my flesh rears up and wants to do everything in the world to keep me from my time with God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, let me give you an example. <laughs> so if I decide to seek God, say at a certain time of the day, say at 8 a.m. or 8 p.m., I'm said I've dedicated because I work all day, I'm dedicating 8 p.m. to God then my favorite television program is going to be on at 8 p.m. <laughs> that football game that I've been waiting on all season is going to come on. Mm-hmm. That person that I've been trying to talk to, that relationship I've been trying to foster, that, you know, that thing that I've been trying to possess will all of a sudden become an opportunity and it will try to assuade me and drag me away from my time with God. Scott, mm-hmm. I would, I would, if the Christian was honest today, I would like to take an honest poll from the Christian today. The ones who say they love the Lord with all their heart. The ones that say that they are following our steps and are going to build a storehouse of faith. If they were to sit down and make a list of how much they give to God versus how much they give to their own entertainment, their own satisfaction, (laughs) their own well-being. If they was to write down how much time they spend with God versus how much time they spend in the world, how many of them would be absolutely amazed at the imbalance that they would see in doing those simple tasks? Oh, boy, would that be a rebuke. I'm, I'm certain. And, and going back to what you said earlier about this, this uh, soft, fleshy uh, kind of gospel that is being preached these days that's self-serving and not God-serving, you know, you, you have to contend with the fact, Charles, that it's been, it's been beaten into people, it's been preached into people, that this really don't matter that much because God loves you so much anyway, he's just going to wink at your eight minutes of prayer and eight hours of Netflix time. And, yep. and they, they've fallen for the poison. And then they wonder why when bad, tough times come, they can't get a prayer through. They feel like the heavens are brass. They feel like it's going nowhere and nothing's happening 
to, to move the situation around. And it's kind of what we're talking about here. here here's your good. Here's your another one. Maybe you want to play with this example. I don't know. But here's your another one for distractions. Let's say you've got a set time of of a week that you're going to pray, and I'll I'll use I'll use three thirty. Let's say you set a prayer time at three thirty that you're going to pray and talk to God. <clears throat> okay, coming up this Saturday, and I'm going to date this podcast, but coming up this Saturday is a University of Tennessee Alabama football game. Yeah. Now. What you going to do then? You got a hard decision to make. And, and listener, I'm telling you, if you've got to wrestle with what I just said, if there's an instant of a spark, of, ooh, that'd be tough for me to decide. We are talking to you right yep. now. That's the problem that we're talking about. Let's, let us let me go one step further, and I'm going to give this back to Charles. Let's say they have those football tickets, Charles, and I've got nothing against football. I'm, I'm not preaching against football. We're talking about distractions. And let's say you uh, – $400 you spent on tickets that day, and that's probably cheap for that football game. You spent $400. This is going to be tough. <laughs> you spent $400 for them tickets. What if the voice of the Lord comes by and says, I want you to stay home and pray to me and uh, talk to me? Now, you don't think God won't do stuff like that. He has tested me before on, on situations similar to that. Yes, he will. You don't think he won't do that? Go back in the word and look what he asked of Abraham. Go kill your son on top of the mountain. Now, it yep. didn't really happen, and God wasn't going to let him kill his son, but he asked him to see where his heart was, to see if he was distracted with his own wants and desires, or he would do what the Lord wanted him to do. Charles, I'm giving this back to you because I probably sound mean, but but that's well, what I'm saying. Well, you're getting, you're getting way ahead of the ball game because uh, – uh, you know, there are three categories of distractions that we brought up last week. Those that come from the outside, from the enemy. Those that come from the inside, from our own flesh. And then those that are spiritually discerned by God. Like you saying, you know, where is your heart when God asked Abraham to sacrifice Isaac? Abraham had a choice to make. Did he love his son more than he loved God? Now, that's a, that's a distraction in and of itself that most of us, the Christians today would fail. Mm. But to bring it back to, you know, I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, I want to give them baby steps. Okay. I want to give them baby steps. You know, you, I loved your example about the football game and the tickets. You know, that's exactly, you know, a lot of people think, well, God would never test me that way. Oh, yes, he will. <laughs> um, you know, and, you know, for the sake of calling my brother out in the Lord, he may listen to this podcast in the future. I hope he forgives me. But an example of, of how distracted we can be from pursuing God, this man bought a bucket of chicken. <laughs> and on his way home with his bucket of chicken. Now, you got to understand. And loved fried chicken, and he really was looking forward to getting home and eating that bucket of chicken. <laughs> and on his way home, the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, "I want you to stop and give that bucket of chicken away." <laughs> and bless his heart, he had a fight in his flesh. Because of something as simple as a bucket of chicken. 
Now, Scott, this is what I'm saying. We have allowed things to come in our own flesh. TV shows, Netflix. You know, we'll subscribe to all of the the, the, the channels that we want to watch. We'll pay $100 or more a month for cable TV. But we have a hard time giving God our time and our money when we will give it to things like that because it's entertaining our flesh. Yeah. And these are all distractions. They're distractions that we bring on ourselves. Even food that we eat, you know, God will call you to fast. And like I said, I have, I've been asked of God to fast. And in that very day that I've answering God's call to fast, everybody will come up and bring me food that I love or offer to bring me my favorite meal or cook me my favorite meal. And, and it always seems to happen. And these are all tests of where my heart is with God. Mm. What do I really want? Do I want to pursue God more than I want to satisfy my own needs? And it could be something as simple as a bucket of chicken. It could be something as simple as tickets to a ball game, to how many hours we spend on Netflix and Hulu. And, you know, social media, Scott, is a big distraction. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's bring this one up. How far away do you allow your phone to get from your side during the day? (laughs) God, there are people whose phones never leave their side and they will not let one chime, one ding, one sound from their phone come up that they won't stop and and interrupt heaven and earth to find out who's talking to them. And they'll look and see what's going on 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 Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. They'll spend all this time looking at posts, posting things. Scott, the devil, knew what he was doing when he created social media. Oh, yeah. Because social media is one of the biggest distractions from pursuing God that I've ever seen in my life. And Scott, you know, I'll be honest with you, I have been convicted of it myself. The time that I spend on my phone versus the time that I spend in the Word of God, the time that I've spent watching television versus the time that I've spent pursuing God, all these things will come to a believer who takes it serious when they start pursuing God. These things will be a challenge. Distractions mm-hmm. of the flesh will rise up in them and beg to take precedence against God. Just remember, the Bible says, the flesh cannot please God, nope. but is an enemy with God. And it was flesh and the fleshly desires that caused Adam and Eve to fall in the first place. And these are the stronger ones. Like I said earlier, a stronger enemy than that devil himself is our own desires, our own needs, our own wants, our own wishes. They will drag us from God far quicker and far more powerful than anything the devil can launch at us. Absolutely. I, I, the word you used this last podcast, and, and I think it applies 
through the phases, and I'm going to try to not get ahead again. <laughs> but it, it, I think this word applies to all the phases we're going to talk about. The outside we've talked about before, the distractions from within that we're talking about now. Is I, I've noticed, just, just to put it bluntly, that all these distractions will come into play. And if you notice, you, you set a time that you're going to speak or you're going to talk to the Lord and you're going to pray and you're going to read that all of a sudden your, your agenda for that day gets ramped up out of yeah. nowhere. All these things will have to happen. And it could be Netflix. It could be the fact that you're wrestling with the fact that you've got roots in the TV deeper than you realize. And he can also send things like, well, you're going to have to go here and do this for somebody. You're, you're going to have to make this appointment for whatever. And all these things will begin to pile up in your life to take you away from, from that time. And I, and I think this word, you brought it up last podcast. I think we've got to come. I say it loosely and I mean it spiritually, not in the physical. I think we've got to make our mind up to get militant yes. about, about our time. If I'm going to set a time to, to pray to the Lord, if I'm going to set a time to read, you're going to have to get in the mindset that I'm going to fight for that like you would fight if you were going after a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a precious trinket that there's only one in the world and you got to have it, that kind of desire and militancy you're going to have to do to protect your bricks that you're building the storehouse with or Satan and your own flesh, your own desires will steal the bricks and you will get nowhere. Would, Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I love the way you said it. I am so happy that you said it the way you did. You know, when it comes down to it, Scott, we have to make a a decision on how bad do we want it. And if they've heeded the words from this podcast, if they have felt the unction of the Holy Spirit that we have tried our best to impress upon them on this podcast, about how important it is to build that storehouse of faith, to to foster that intimate relationship with God in the last days, to get to a place where nothing is more important to them than their relationship with God. There will be every enemy attack. There will be every distraction. The flesh will rise up, and they've got to become, like you said, militant. They have to go to war. Mm-hmm. Paul said it was a war it was a fight and to fight that good fight of faith put on the armor of God there are so many examples in the word of God of going to war now friend let me tell you something if you don't go to war you're going to lose Absolutely. You fight for your faith if you don't fight for your relationship if you think you can put your spiritual walk with God in cruise control and slide right on into heaven, you are sadly mistaken. There mm. are generations past that have been able to walk into God's kingdom without much fight, without much effort. But we no longer live in that kind of world. And we no longer walk in that kind of walk today. And I feel the Spirit of God right now on me as I say this, that now is our salvation closer than when we have first believed. Mm -hmm. We don't become militant. If we don't become determined, if we don't fight that good fight of faith, 
if we don't get a hold of what got a hold of us, like Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, we are not going to survive. We must fight. We must run this race. We must stay on the firing line. We are too close to the end to give up now. And you, you, Scott, just like a runner, running a race. I don't know if you've ever watched the 100-yard dash or one of those marathon runs, but the runner will always leave the reserve strength in their body for that last few yards of the race so that they can sprint to the finish line. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we're going to have to do in this day and age to win this war with the devil, with our flesh, to finish this race and make it home to heaven. We're going to have to pull into whatever reserves of strength that we have created, whatever faith that we have stored up in that storehouse will give us the ability to sprint to the finish line. Mm -hmm. We don't have it. We're going to lose. If we don't have it, it's not going to be there magically. If you've not invested your time, your effort, your heart into pursuing God, don't expect to be able to sprint to the finish line when it comes to that point. But Scott and myself and the Holy Spirit are impelling. We're, we're imploring you. Begin to build your storehouse of faith. Begin to pursue God. Begin to get into the presence of God and allow that impartation to take place. Let the Holy Spirit begin to reveal the distractions of the enemy and especially those distractions that we have allowed our own flesh to place in our lives. Those idols that God wants us to remove and that's exactly what they are. If the Lord willing and we come upon this podcast next time, we're going to talk exactly about idolatry. Mm. That's what distractions are. Distractions are a form of idolatry. And God will not allow the people that love him with all of their heart to have idolatry in their life at the same time. Mm. Scott, in the last little bit that we have left, we're almost out of time. I want you to pray for the listener. Pray that we, we pray to God for the anointing and the salve that's spoken about in Revelation, the anointing of our eyes, the anointing of our ears, to allow our hearts to be open to the voice of God, to see, to realize, to know what distractions are coming from the enemy, what distractions we have allowed in our own lives, what we have allowed the flesh to plan in our own lives, what our heart's desire might be that's not in line with God's heart's desire. It may not even be evil, Scott, and we'll talk more about this next time. It may not be even evil in and of itself, but it's standing in between you and God. Mm -hmm. Scott, pray for us. Pray for us that God will open our eyes, anoint our ears, we'll hear his voice clearly, We'll see the distractions and we'll begin to remove them out of our lives. Pursue God with all of our hearts. Build this storehouse of faith and be ready 
for the race, the war, the fight that's going to be ahead of us that we're even in right now until we reach the finish line. God, would you pray? I will pray, and I, I'm going to pray a special thing for this because we're going to pray for the eye salve and the ear salve, if you will, for, for the Lord to show you the distractions in your life. I know going through this personal experience, some of them are going to be shocking. Some of them, it's going to, it's going to blow your mind that you never knew this was a distraction standing between you and the Lord. And, I, and I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to pray it this way. Along with the eye salve and the ear salve, I'm going to pray for the courage. Because when you see the distraction, when it's pointed out to you spiritually, it's going to take courage. I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's going to take courage to stand up and go, that's going to hurt. That's going to make a mess. That's not going to be easy. But I, I've got to do it in Jesus' name for my relationship with Christ, that it not suffer, that I not fail, that I not make it in this race. I'm praying for that kind of courage for you right now. You, you think, what's he talking about? Wait and see. If you pray this prayer, wait and see. And I'm praying for spiritual courage to be in you to make the right decision to go, I'm cutting it off. I'm turning it off. I'm throwing it away for Jesus. And I'm going to leave you with this scripture. Jesus himself with his own words said, it's better to enter into life yes. with one eye plucked out than it is to enter into life with both eyes and not ready to meet the master. You know the scripture. You know what I'm talking about. It's better that the if, if thy right eye offend thee, if thy right arm offend thee, pluck it up, cut it out. It is better to enter into life maimed and make it than to have all your faculties and be distracted and fail the eternity of God. That's what I'm praying for you. Father, I thank you today for this word. And Lord, for the listener, for those on the page that we pray for, for me, for Charles, for everyone that listens, I pray in the Holy Spirit that you will open our eyes and open our ears to the things that are hindering us. Lord, I believe that Charles and I and the listener, we want a relationship with you where we can hear your voice, where we can feel your presence, where we know we can call upon you in time of need and not have to worry if you're going to hear or if you're going to answer. Lord, this is what we're doing is building a relationship to foster that confidence in you that if something bad happens in my life, I still know I've got a relationship with you. I still know that, that I can talk to you and you will listen. And Lord, I pray right now for the eye salve and the ear salve of yes. the Holy Spirit to open up to us what are distractions, what are things that are keeping us apart. Show us, Lord. Me, Charles, the listener, what it might be. And Lord, I, I pray for the spiritual courage to come upon us right now. I pray, Holy Spirit, you give these people the courage that you possess. Just a portion will be enough of the courage that you possess. That when we see these things, we will have the strength and the ability to cut them off, turn them off, and throw them away, whatever it may be. Lord, and I thank you for this word today. I thank you for what you've said. All glory and honor goes to you. You are our truth and our, our, our you are our everything. We love you today. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much for praying, Scott. Listener, I hope you have enjoyed what you've heard. 
But more than that, I hope you've been challenged by what you've heard. I hope you prayed that same prayer with Scott. I hope that in your endeavor to build your storehouse of faith, that you are allowing God to speak to you about the obstacles, the enemies, the distractions that are in your own life that will prevent you from accomplishing what God wants you to do, and that's to build that storehouse of faith, to get that intimate relationship with God to a place where it sustains you in the days to come. Now, like I said, I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard. Be a part of this ministry. Scott and I cannot do everything by ourselves. We need your help. We need you to share this message with others on your social media, on your websites, on your on any chance you can. Send this link to this podcast to other people. Help us to get this word out. You know of people in your heart and in your life that need to hear the words that you've heard. When you share this, you become a part of the ministry. You help us share the word. You are becoming a part of the harvest that we will see as a result. You are laying up into in heaven treasures and rewards for yourself when you obey God and help us share this message. So please help us do that. In the meantime, pray for us and we will pray for you. Remember, Scott also has a podcast that he places out there in between these bigger podcasts. The main podcast comes out about once a week. But there is a supplemental that Scott puts out throughout the week that you can enjoy called Key of David Supplemental. And I hope that you look for that. You can find it on most podcast catchers or most podcast platforms. Key of David Supplemental. Enjoy those messages. They are powerful. They are anointed. They will speak to your heart. They will also challenge you to come up higher, to go in closer with God. And share those with others as uh, as well. Uh, the show notes of this podcast will have links to all the resources that we offer. Our Facebook page, our Instagram, Twitter. We have blogs that you can read that will give you the words that God has shared with us in the past. But when God shares it, the word is just as good as it always has been. Whether it was pinned down 2,000 years ago. Or if it was given to you fresh today, God's anointing never goes stale. And we want you to enjoy those. So be looking for the links to all of our resources in this podcast and in the show notes of this podcast. And enjoy those in the meantime. We want you to pray for us. Like I said earlier, if you have a need that you want us to pray about, if you would like for your name to be included in the list, that we pray over every podcast. If you have any comments, any feedback, any praise reports, any testimonies about what this podcast has done for you, please share them with us through the email address. You will encourage us so much by doing so. We get encouraged when we hear what God is doing in your life. You can write to us simply through the email address, which is key underscore david underscore ministries at yahoo.com please use that address let us know you're out there share it with others we thank you so much for listening it is the prayer of the key of david podcast it is the prayer of the watchman of the wall ministries 
It is my prayer. It is God's prayer that each and every person listening to us repents for the kingdom of heaven is at hand.